0: The Take Action Podcast Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm excited to have uh, two of my favorite people as guests today. Um, they're members of actually my uh, a mastermind group that uh that we do um as part of Clarity to Prosperity. But uh welcome Glenn Peer and Carol Ward Ochoa. Hello. Hey. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes. So what we're gonna be talking about on today's episode is we're gonna talk a little bit about um the certified financial fiduciary designation uh it's a newer designation about a year or so old that's gaining a lot of traction in the industry around this push uh this fiduciary push that the whole industry is is really going uh towards and embracing uh, and then we're also going to talk about the bucket plan best interest process certification so both glenn and carol have gone through uh, the B fiduciary training. They've gone through both both components, and they've uh, obtained the CFF designation, and they've also obtained the certification of the Bucket Plan Best Interest process. So they were, uh, you know, a perfect guest to to be able to speak to both uh, on this podcast. And so, you know, one of the things that some of you may be uh, thinking about and wondering is, uh, you know, with this whole DOL, you know, fiduciary rule potentially being struck down if if you're listening to this you know podcast that recently um, that happened and and of course now it's within a window of an appeals uh process that has to be adhered to there's a 45-day window that's opened up but the one thing that that i think it's important to ask yourself is do you think that um the 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 word is already out right the word and the benefits of being a fiduciary Acting in your client's best interest—is that already out there in the industry? Do a lot have a lot of your clients heard about it? The press, the media, et cetera. And so, at the end of the day, you know that fiduciary standard, which is what the DOL's version of the fiduciary rule was was trying to do on all the qualified money. Well, I mean, you also need to remember, regardless if the DOL's version, you know, uh, ends up being enforced or not, uh, long term. Uh, what you have to ask yourself is, do you think the best interest standard is going away? Is that going away anytime soon? With the SEC working on their version of the fiduciary rule, multiple states working on their own versions of the fiduciary rule, uh, my opinion is no, it's not. The, The best interest standard is here to stay. It's just about what regulatory body is going to end up being and there's a good chance it's the sec uh it creates the final version that stays into effect long term and so it's also important to understand though the dol's version of the fiduciary rule went into place last june and it is in place right now and so until this whole thing gets settled uh through the the 45-day window of the appeals process and the dol decides whether they're actually going to you know, uh, uh, defend, you know, the, the recent, you know, striking down of the rule uh, that happened or not, you have to continue to act, you know, and follow the impartial conduct standards. There's three of them. That's what enforced last June. So one is no misleading statements. Number two is reasonable compensation. And number three is the best interest standard. And so the best interest standard is one of the ones that you know we we definitely have a lot of control over and that's uh one of the things that I think we'll talk a little bit about in this podcast today. So, first uh, let me jump right in and let me ask uh I'm going to ask you first Carol, um what made you decide to get the CFF designation?
2: Well, I'd say that uh one of the things that I've always that's always been important to me is um learning something new and um a lot of times I'll go to a conference and, you know, it's like, I always feel like if I just come away with one new thing, then it was worthwhile. And so having, um, it was just a new opportunity to learn something new. And the fact is, is that I, you know, I thought I knew a lot um, about the about uh, best interest standards and, and all of that. But I learned a lot in the class and I learned about how much I didn't know. And I think that was really important for me.
1: That's great. That's great. How about uh, how about you, Glenn? What made you decide to get the CFF designation? Go through that educational process and you know study for the exam and pass the test. You know, for me, it, it, the whole industry is is
0: going in that direction. And when the Department of Labor uh, put the regulations in place, I'm like, I I want to be on the cutting edge of of you know, not only knowledge, but also, um, you know, being able to be as, as fair and competent with my clients as I could, and when I saw that comp, I'm like, well, that's perfect, everybody's talking about it, why shouldn't I get certified as that? People are gonna ask me about it anyways. And uh, that's exactly what uh, what wound up happening. And in that process, I discovered that I really thought I knew what it was, but when I got into this whole Department of Labor and how they're structuring it, and as you mentioned, best interest advice, reasonable compensation, no misleading statements. I felt like I was doing that, but I didn't know exactly all the the regulations as, as it's being implemented. You know, the Department of Labor, as you know, are are approving different parts of that and it's being implemented over time. So I just wanted to know everything I could, needed to know about it. And when someone said, hey, are you a fiduciary? I said, can not only tell them that I'm acting in that way, but I, I went and got certified, as Carol said, to, to you know, really, uh, the best job i could for my clients
1: yeah it really puts it front and center you know you're a certified financial fiduciary i mean i to me i'm excited because i'm actually in may gonna obtain the uh go through the course and and uh obtain the uh the designation uh hopefully i can pass the test but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but i uh but i'm excited about it because i do i feel like it really puts it front and center that it shows that this is important to me as an advisor to show you as my client or my prospective client that I am, I am truly a fiduciary. Uh, There's really not a way to tell if you think about it. I mean, there's not um, just because you got your series 65 or 66. I mean, that's not something that is front and center, you know, to the client to understand, you know, that you are a fiduciary. So I, I, I like that piece of it.
2: Another thing Um, I would say is that the, you know, the whole thing about setting oneself apart, you know, if the fiduciary standard is going to become the bottom rung of acceptability, I mean, everybody has to be that. What sets me apart from that? Well, the fact that I took this extra step, put in the extra effort, expense, studied, passed this test, that I did this over and above what I had to do. I think that that also is important,
1: yeah, no doubt about it, no doubt about it um the uh well, all right, let me ask you on uh, uh flipping over to the bucket plan um you know what uh, and I'll start with you carol what what made you decide to embrace the bucket plan or bucket planning as a philosophy
2: well interestingly enough i I recognize after Going to joining C two P and and going through the bucket plan planning process training, I was that was already my mindset. I was already doing that at some level with my clients, and to have it be um, systematized and having processes and and documentation and 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 the step by step easy to follow plan um, was just perfect. It just it just it took what I was doing and you, it just was doing it so much. Better better so um, it was just a, a meeting of the minds and hearts i think that was really perfect for me and it's very very easy not only for me to understand but for my clients to understand as well
1: yeah that's the key is just a simple visual of a three bucket approach um, you know i read many years ago in reading steve jobs uh, biography and why for Apple he always delivered all of his messages in threes. And there's been studies done uh, by different uh, you know, universities and whatnot on the retention and the, the ability to retain information by the human mind. And once you go past three, there's a substantial drop off in someone to being able to recall and repeat the information that they were hurt that they were given. And so that's why they you know, Apple always delivered messages and threes and I've always tried to stick to that too. That always resonated with me. And so a simple three bucket approach, you know, seems to to work well in talking to clients. You know, they can remember, you know, and exactly. understand
2: it. Yeah. as a matter of fact I had a client who um came in for her annual review and it was an American equity account and we were going over that. And then she said to me, now, just, just to, just to be clear, she says, Now this is, this is the account that's in my soon bucket, right? And I said, yes. I said, you, you remember, it's not only that she understood it, but that, uh, you know, a year later, she remembered. And I think that's what the the beauty of the bucket plan process is, is that, It's not only understandable to the client, but the client remembers it and remembers what we're doing, why we're doing this, why this, why this account, why not that account, all of that. It's just, it just becomes very, very, it's easy for them to embrace.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. That's great. Great story, uh, Carol. How about you, Glenn? What made you uh, decide, you know, and bucket planning in general has been around a long, long time, long before I even you know embraced it which was probably about 15 years ago but it's the concept of bucketing has been around a long time um but the bucket plan in in best interest process in the in the and what we've built is 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 unique um because it's uh it's also been built out into training and online resources and tools and you know it's it's the concept about around uh, the now soon and later that's a little bit different but and I'm curious, like uh, before I go to you, Glenn, like Carol, were you ever doing bucketing in general before you know you started following the actual bucket plan?
2: I was, but I didn't know that's what I was doing. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> right. I, I
2: I started off um, with with a client, and and um, basically they had some now money that we we put into a spend down mode. And while that was spending down, we had, I actually had um, uh, some money that went into a, def- a DIA, a, a deferred income annuity. And so when the spend down finished, we turned on that DIA. And while that was spending down, in the meantime, we had uh, a bonus gold that was rolling up for 13 years. So we just actually, um, in January, um turned on that income. And so now they're in the final their final phase where that, that, that income is now lifelong and it's so much more than it ever would have been. Um b- but because they they had that time for it to grow, to roll up. So
1: yeah, annuity with an income writer. That's neat. So you were doing mm-hmm. it. It just wasn't kind of packaged within buckets for your clients. Exactly. To exactly. It. Yeah. No, i I was in the same boat. I mean I look back at the beginning of my career, you know, selling insurance. And door to door, and what I was really doing is I was I was talking to people about uh, God. I just had a flashback. I got chills. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> by the way, um, selling insurance door to door. But that that's how I started 22 years ago. And you know, it was all about protecting. You know, the later bucket. It was all about you know life insurance, long term care insurance. It was all about kind of protecting that big nest egg that they'd accumulated out in their later bucket. You know the retirement savings, and then, as time goes on, you know in my career, I learned about annuities right and I started and i and I started to do a lot of that type of business, and it was really all about you know pulling some of the money from the later bucket and protecting it in kind of that middle bucket, the soon bucket and so it was all about you know putting people in fixed and fixed index annuities in order to shelter a certain amount of their assets that they could uh be able to draw off of you know with confidence and not have to ride the ups and downs and volatilities so little, to, little did i know i mean i wasn't thinking of it in that context but really i was i was building a lot of soon buckets by doing the annuities and then you know as time and then i you know i got my investment license and then i i learned of the importance and and you know and and really was focused on building later buckets and and you know how can we optimize returns on portfolios out in that later bucket you know through a evidence-based investment philosophy that that i still subscribe to today and um and then as you know as time went on you know i learned you know as i was counseling people too many other advisors i would run into the field would try to convince clients or even have clients all their money invested and they had like barely no money in the bank at all it was all in in equities and in bonds and in investments, et cetera. And it was like a lot of other advisors were trying to get every penny into, you know, investments and annuities and and not leave any money in the bank. And I just said, you know what? It's actually the exact opposite. If you counsel people to leave the appropriate amount of money in savings and money market, it actually makes my job so much easier because they can put their head on the pillow at night and sleep soundly by having a now bucket and an amply funded now bucket. And it was, I, I didn't realize it was happening, but it was like through a progression you know, of my career is like overall, it was like I was I was learning how to do bucket planning. But then all of a sudden when we started packaging it into the simple three buckets now, soon and later, it was like the the light bulb went on for the clients so much more quickly of uh in segmenting the assets out in that way um glenn so let's uh how about you what made you decide to embrace uh the bucket you know bucket plan or bucket planning as a philosophy yeah i uh I'd been kinda
0: of doing some buckets, you know, through the years as well, but it was very haphazard and it wasn't a process and it was interesting because the timing of when I went through the bucket plan was very similar to the beginning of the talk of what the O D O L was thinking of doing and implementing. And I was thinking to myself, my process, my documentation is all over the map. And I have got to get much more vigilant in both areas. And when I went through the, the planning process, that's exactly what I discovered is you know, a better process and a whole lot better way of documentation. And as you pointed out many times, Jason, it's not so much, you know, what you did or what you're doing, but it's what you have documented at the end of the day if ever you, you know, get audited or you ever have to explain your recommendations. And I wound up learning a lot too about structuring things, even a little differently than I thought of how to structure them from a bucket plan perspective, including inflation or when people don't need income uh, as an example um, how we still use the bucket plan even in a situation like that and it's just so many uses for it but for me it was the process and it was the uh the documentation that really needed to take place to really go to the next level
1: um for my practice no that's great i you know glenn tell me about describe your experience of going through the you know the education for the cff designation and then if you have any you know success stories or you know benefits that you've obtained by getting the designation why don't you share that with us
0: yeah i when i went through the the certification there was a part of me that's like wow this is a lot more comprehensive than i thought and i have to be honest my mind was like i really don't want to know all about this stuff (laughs) you know but I really did want to know, and I wanted to get clear on what was happening not only in my industry, but what the clients are going to be reading in the paper about, and then coming in and asking me about. So I found it uh, very, very beneficial to to learn all about the the different types of um, BICS, you know, whether it's the transition, the full, the disclosure, the 8424. Really understand all that stuff, and I had no knowledge other than just bison 8424 and i didn't know what either one of those were before you know before the class either but uh, i really understood not only those components but actually the supervision of our industry kind of from the beginning because in the class they kind of give you an overview of how we've kind of got to where we're at today so i felt like i got the reference from from the background of it but then i also got a lot of of today and the whole time i was going through it i kept saying to myself wow this is really going to be great because when people come in and ask me my personal confidence level is going to be different and when you ask me for an examples i don't have a specific case um, for the designation like i do for the bucket plan process but it's come up and to be able to tell someone that i got certified because i felt it was so important and i wanted to be on the cutting edge it just totally changed the relationship and the conversation I felt and I was really glad I did it.
1: Oh, that's great. How about you Carol? Same, same question. I mean, any success stories or, you know, of of obtaining the designation or, you know, things you can add to the experience you had by, by going through the educational process.
2: Well, I, I'd agree with Glenn that it was, um, I, I do have a much better understanding now of of all the different vice uh types I guess there are and um and studying for the for the class uh was was really worthwhile because it was it was a difficult test and i I you know like I said when I first went in I thought I kind of knew the stuff um and it was a little eye opening to realize how much I didn't know, so studying for it and and actually having to know it well enough to take a proctored test was valuable. Uh, so when I Sit before a client, you know, I just or you know have that inner that inner knowledge that you know I have that but on the occasion that someone asked me about my fiduciary Standard or if I am a fiduciary to be able to say well Yes, and and above that over and above that I'm a certified financial fiduciary and talk a little bit about what that means and why I thought it was important not only for me to to have this, but it was important for me and how I take care of them, you know, that they benefit by me being a certified financial fiduciary as well.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. How about, um, you know, Glenn, um, flipping over to, you know, the bucket plan, what was, uh, tell me about, you know, any maybe success stories that you've had um in utilizing the bucket plan what what that's done for your business well i think um
0: there's a couple and some of them you know you can't you can't really measure and one of them is confidence and i feel like there's a stride that you hit as an individual as an advisor that you just know that you're at the top of your game and what you're showing and delivering is is really far above what they're getting other places and i think the bucket plan process specifically is one of the things you know that took me there when you're mitigating sequence of returns you know through utilizing the bucket plan as well as other things it it just takes you to a different level of confidence and i have many many examples of cases that i've gotten but there's one in specific that i that i did that i'm you know the most proud of any of my guy come to one of my social security classes last January, and he came in and wanted a social security time report for his partner um, who was substantially younger than, than him. And I'm like, hey, no problem, I went through it. And of course, it became very, very apparent through our conversation that his money was invested at Merrill Lynch. And it had been there from the very beginning. In fact, actually, it had transitioned to him from his father because the advisor was his father's advisor. So there was more than a 20-year relationship with this advisor in New York. It was actually in Manhattan is where they're from. They moved to Asheville where I'm located for retirement. So it was really neat in getting to meet him. And then I find out that this advisor is really got even a personal relationship with the gentleman that I'm doing the Social Security timing report for. You know, they're friends. They go out. They see each other socially. And he made it really clear that you would never move my money. I would never change advisors, and through the bucket uh, planning process, um, I moved him from a Social Security time report over two or three months, had a couple of meetings with him, and I just opened the door to doing a financial plan because his partner was so much younger, and even to get him to do that was a challenge, and he said, I just want you to know I'm doing this, I'm paying you for it, but that's the end of it, because I'm telling you right now, you're never going to win my money, I'm not leaving my advisor at Merrill Lynch and I I believed them and I really felt like why I really might never move them but I took him through the bucket plan process and to make a very long story short uh, in February at the end of February first part of March I moved that and it was just a few dollars under a few dollars over two million um, that him and his partner had and I I know it was from all the above it was from the fiduciary training because we talked about that at one point and about You know what role his advisor was playing for them at Merrill Lynch and then as well um, the whole process of mitigating sequence of returns and the age difference of his partner and how there's going to be so many more years there how it needed to be maximized and uh, I don't know that there's been a case that I've moved that I felt more proud of than than. and, and they're on top of all of this these two people are the nicest kindest they're just great Great guys, and I'm I'm like I got I'll be retired by the time <laughs> by the time these his uh, his partner is so much younger. It's just going to be a long relationship. And not only am I excited about having such a large case, I'm excited about working with them as people. So, uh, my hats off to the bucket plan
1: process. That's awesome. And you charged a uh, planning fee to take them through the process. Absolutely, and I didn't discount it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And that is you know that what? is the big transition from being, you know, a lot of us are asset gatherers, we're financial planners, we're insurance agents, you know, but the difference is we're doing it from all of our years of experience and all all the wisdom and, you know, intellectual capital that we've accumulated in our heads. And we're able to provide that value and that wisdom and that experience to the clients. But once you actually can start selling the process, versus just selling you know, your own experience, it makes it so much easier to sell, you know, to charge a planning fee because they're paying to, to be taken through the process.
0: And could I please just say one more thing about that? Because if you didn't hear this in the story, you need to know I would have never got those assets if I wasn't charging a fee. They would have absolutely know that all I was gonna do was every single meeting pound them for the money. And this guy was in a, he's a patent attorney from Manhattan. He never would have went for that. He never would have went for that. The fact that I was charging him a planning fee is the only reason he let me do the plan because there was no strings and that got him, you know, like I don't know if it was eight meetings or nine meetings or 10 meetings that I wound up sitting with and I put a lot of extra effort on the front end. But had I not charged the fee and been charging fee, which I learned to do from the bucket planning process, I wouldn't have never got the assets because he would have never, you know, never let me uh, do the plan.
1: That's great. That's great. Um, Carol, how about, uh, how about you? Tell us about, um, you know, a success story. Maybe you've experienced by having, you know, the certification or the education you've gone through in the bucket plan and, and utilizing that process with clients.
2: Well, I would say that, um, I'll share a story kind of on the other end of the spectrum. One of the great joys I have is when someone comes to me and they don't have a lot of money and they aren't sure they're ever going to be able to retire. They're afraid. They're terrified that they're going to run out of money and they don't know what to do and to be able to come back to them and say, I've got great news for you. Now you're not going to be traveling to Europe, but you're not going to be on the street either you're going to be fine, and this is how, and this is why, and be able to show them on paper exactly um, where their money is going to go and live and how it's going to provide income and how they're going to be taken care of for the rest of their lives. Um, A lot of times, um, that client is um, an older single woman, and to be able to um, send them out the door with hope um, and with that reassurance uh, that is that is a tremendous win. That's a tremendous success for
1: me. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, all right. Well, I uh, is there if there's anything else that you guys individually, I kind of give you an opportunity, Glenn, and then you as well, Carol, that you'd like to add before we wrap up here, whether it be about the CFF designation or the bucket plan. You know process uh either one kind of open forum if there's anything you'd like to say or if we said what we need to say then we can go ahead and wrap up and i appreciate you being here but glenn any closing comments um well just you know for me it's
0: just been this whole change in the landscape of our industry you know and i don't think i think people have talked about it a lot how it's never changed so much so rapidly and uh, I feel like not only has this designation, but having a process that absolutely makes sense, that's client friendly, and they understand, and that I can get all the documentation I need, and plus some, and as Carol pointed out, give them so much peace of mind. Um, it's just priceless, and I feel like it, it has taken me... Uh, to the next level of my game, and I, I'm really appreciative to you and for all the work that you've done, and just being able to be a part of it. And I, I felt like uh, it's just made all the difference in the in the world to me. So thank you.
1: Thanks, Glenn. Carol.
2: And what I would add, just a couple of things, is um, the you know being a certified bucket planning professional, and having your book out there. Um, I've actually had people who've read the book, who've realized, oh, there's a website I can go to. And I've had people contact me just because they read the book. And, Mm -hmm. and that's been very rewarding. But I would say that, um, having that, that having the CFF designation and the bucket plan certification, uh, is kind of the perfect marriage of um you know two aspects of the business and and you know just being able to demonstrate um that these were things that were important that I did over and above that I went and and got these certifications um it means something to the client but it, it means um a lot to me as well. And you know I've always I always called um I always talk about the ultimate asset, peace of mind. And I talk about that in terms of my clients owning that asset, that peace of mind. But you know what? There's a great peace of mind for me as an advisor, knowing that I have these two certifications in my pocket and um, that together that they are uh, helping me not only do a better job for my clients, but, but to be able to prove I'm doing a better job for my clients. And I think that's um, that has been tremendous as
1: well. That's, that's great. Yeah. You know, I think the, it, it is, and anybody wants to learn more, they can go to befiduciary.com because we've partnered up, uh, to do a two day training to offer the bucket plan in conjunction with the CFF designation. Um, but the, uh, you know, if you really think about it, having the certified financial fiduciary designation is the validation. You know, that you're committed to being a fiduciary and you've gone through the effort of getting the education and passing the exam. And then getting the bucket plan certification gives you the confidence and capability to not only gather more assets um, uh, through your planning process, but also to meet the best interest standard uh, while you're doing it. And so uh, anyways, in closing, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Carol. And we'll uh, we'll be seeing you real soon.
0: The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit claritytoprosperity.com.